Faith, Hope and Love, episode 211, the third Sunday of Lent, year A. As our Lenten journey continues, we have a wonderful incident this weekend of our Lord meeting and speaking with the Samaritan woman at the well. This extraordinary encounter and discussion that follows brings home to us that Christ came to bring about unity through the salvation of the entire people of Israel, not just the tribe of Judah, but the whole of Israel, including the Samaritan people, and, in fact, people of every tribe, nationality and tongue. Our Lord's sensitivity and care and concern for all people shines through brightly in this meeting. This is Faith, Hope and Love. God, my helper, save me from my pain And I shall sing and praise your loving way In your strength untie my lips And I'll sing your name A humble heart shall not be spurned this My eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues my feet from the snare. Turn to me and have mercy on me, for I am alone and poor. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome everyone, and may our Lord's generosity inspire us as we take this time to praise and worship our God. Brothers and sisters, as we prepare to celebrate this third Sunday of Lent, let's admit our failings and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Have mercy on us, O Lord. For we have sinned against you. Show us, O Lord, your mercy, and grant us your salvation. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray that God will give us mercy through fasting, prayer and almsgiving. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, 
who in fasting, prayer and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin. Look graciously on this confession of our lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. Chapter 17, verses 3 to 7. In the wilderness the people thirsted for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt, to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massah and Meribah, because the children of Israel quarrelled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The Word of the Lord If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come ring out your joy to the Lord, hail the rock who saves us. Let us come before him giving thanks, with songs let us hail the Lord. Come in, let us bow and bend low, let us kneel before the God who made us. For he is our God, and we the people who belong to his pasture, the flock that is led by his hand. Or that today you would listen to his voice, harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as on that day at Massah in the desert, when your forebears put me to the test, when they tried me, though they saw my work. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Chapter 5, verses 1 to 2 and 5 to 8. Brothers and sisters, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us, in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. The Word of the Lord 
glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you are truly Saviour of the world. Give me living water, that I may never thirst again. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Chapter 4, verses 5 to 42. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well, and with his children and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but the one who drinks of the water that I will give will never be thirsty. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, Give me this water, so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, What do you want? Or, Why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. 
She said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say, Four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labour. Others have laboured and you have entered into their labour. Many Samaritans from that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Saviour of the world. The Gospel of the Lord We're very familiar with this delightful meeting of Christ and the Samaritan woman at the well. Even so, it's really important that we always remain open to the many layers and deeper truths that can always be plumbed from God's living word and approach this incident with minds and hearts open to be further nourished and challenged. There are so many wonderful elements to this scene. We know that even the disciples are described as surprised to see Jesus talking with this woman. It's often assumed that this is because he's speaking with a woman, but actually it's not so unusual that an exhausted and parched traveller might ask someone for water from anyone they come across. The biggest surprise was that he was speaking to a Samaritan. And the most astounding thing for this lady is that he seemed to be asking for her to share her water container, as he had none. It was well known that Samaritans and Jews did not associate, and certainly didn't share eating or drinking implements, for they thought each other were heretics. Despite this, they believed many of the same things, and their practices weren't that different. The difference was massively about where the proper place for worship was, with Jews saying it's God's temple in Jerusalem, and the Samaritans said it was their local Mount Gerizim. They all had the same spiritual ancestors, and they were all descended from the different tribes of the originally united Israel, combining Judah and Israel, the latter which included Samaria. Over the centuries, many assumptions have been made about the woman at the well that aren't necessarily borne out by the text. We're fortunate that as we collect more and more perspectives from the Jewish cultural practice and beliefs of the time, a richer window opens up before us, 
For example, it's often been assumed that the woman was at the well in the heat of the day to avoid her fellow Samaritans with the thought that she may have been a woman held in low esteem in the village. But there is nothing to suggest that this is summertime. It could be the middle of winter. Also, the hottest part of the day would not be midday anyway. It would be 3pm. In any case, there are heaps of reasons a person might be avoiding their fellow townsfolk other than moral sin, including illness, sorrow, depression, tragedy. She may have withdrawn from others due to what seems like a tragic series of events that had befallen her and her family. We know that the lady had been married several times, but again, it's unfair to assume that she had morally sinned. Her husbands may have all died through tragedy. Perhaps like that awful incident well known to the people back in our Lord's time, the book of Tobit, where a woman lost seven husbands, each on their wedding night. The people felt sorry for her and felt she was cursed, but they didn't cast her out. But she nevertheless felt shame and distress from her situation. Or this woman at the well may have had husbands that divorced her with no fault to herself, as only men could divorce women and without much reason. Jesus points out that she's not married, as the man she lives with is not her husband, but again this man could be a relative. Our Lord could simply be pointing out that with no husband, this woman in that culture and time was dependent on the charity of distant relatives. This lady may have been depressed and downcast, having suffered so much personal tragedy in her life. The people might have felt that God was not blessing her, had abandoned her because of all that had happened in her life. Our Lord's gentle words can be taken to say, I know all you've been through. I know what's happened to you. God's kingdom is for you as well. This would be very fitting of our Lord, who came to heal and to reach out to those bowed down. If this lady was truly an outcast, she would not be so readily believed by the townsfolk when she came and told them that she had met the Messiah. Why would they believe the word of a woman of ill repute? We're told they believed her straight away and go to see themselves and then believe no longer because of what she said, but also because of meeting Christ themselves. Astoundingly, we're also told something that is often missed. He stays with the Samaritans two whole days. He eats with them. He stays in their shelter and talks with them. This is absolutely amazing. There's another really important clue at the very start of this story. It says, The well that Jesus is sitting at is the one Jacob built. We know from the Old Testament that the bones of the prophet Joseph are buried there near that well. These Samaritans are heirs, like the Jews, to the promise of Jacob and Joseph and the forefathers. Our Lord gets into a deep theological discussion with this woman at the well. And he promises that he is the living water from heaven. And he offers her and the Samaritans this as well. It's true that he says salvation is from the Jews, but he's the Messiah who has come to reunite the divided kingdom. And it is the reunited Jews from Judah 
and from Samaria he is preaching and bringing back into the fold. When our Lord tells the woman all about herself, she feels welcomed and understood, not judged. He is filled with compassion for her suffering. Is he comparing her to the experiences of Joseph, whose suffering at the hands of his brothers and his being sold into slavery in Egypt, eventually, by God's providence, led to the salvation of his own family and his people? Was our Lord assuring the lady that her suffering and pain over all these years will be healed by his ministry and inclusion? Through her inexplicable suffering, the Lord, the water of life, was giving not only her, but her whole township new and eternal life and reunion with the one kingdom of Israel. The most amazing part of this encounter, again, is often overlooked. It's when Jesus says to her, We worship in Jerusalem and you on this mountain here which initially sounds very inflexible with no room to move for either side, if you like to call it that. But then he adds something that astounds and amazes. But there will come a time, in fact that time is now, when we will worship not on this or that mountain, but will worship God in spirit and truth. That time has already come through Christ who is the living temple, and from whom the waters of life flow to all people. Christ again finds a way of healing, reconnecting and unifying all people, not through compromise, but through a thoroughly liberating, wider perspective, and a way of truth and life where all sides can move forward as God's people. Jesus' example shows us again that the solution to division and disagreement is compassion, respect, listening, healing, and lovingly being open to the fullness of vision that doesn't stand on narrow refusal to have a meeting of mind and heart. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God, the Almighty Father, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We pray, worshipping God in spirit and truth. That the Church will continue to draw from the wellspring of Christ. Lord, hear us. That despite their differences, the nations of the world will draw closer together in truth and respect for each other's freedom. Lord, hear us. That those discriminated against in society will be encouraged by our efforts to promote equal rights for all people. 
Lord, hear us. That the elect, chosen for the sacraments of initiation, will thirst for Christ, the living water. Lord, hear us. That all who are ill and those who care for them will be given strength, peace and healing. Lord, hear us. That the dead will live in the heavenly kingdom, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of love, your Son offers living water. We present these prayers through Christ, the fountain of life, who is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. Be pleased, O Lord, with these sacrificial offerings, and grant that we who beseech pardon for our own sins may take care to forgive our neighbour. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For when he asked the Samaritan woman for water to drink, he had already created the gift of faith within her. And so ardently did he thirst for her faith that he kindled in her the fire of divine love. And so we too give you thanks, and with the angels praise your mighty deeds, as we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. For anyone who drinks it, says the Lord, the water I shall give will become in him a spring. 
welling up to eternal life. Let us pray. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden in heaven and are nourished while still on earth with the bread that comes from on high, we humbly entreat you, O Lord, that what is being brought about in us in mystery may come to true completion. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. My heartfelt thanks to you for your participation in this time of reflection, prayer and praise. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Direct, O Lord, we pray, the hearts of your faithful. And in your kindness, grant your servants this grace, that, abiding in love of you and of their neighbour, they may fulfil the whole of your commands. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged with additional lyrics and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.